Welcome to the Kaidas Nation. Kayak Bass Nation is presented by Dugout Bait and Tackle. Go to dugoutfishing.com to find everything you need for your next kayak bass fishing tournament. Hope you enjoy the show. Jeff Malat, Lunch Money Lambert, Also sponsored by Revo Sunglasses. Go to Revo.com, use code KBN25 to save 25% off your next order. Revo, best lenses on earth. Also sponsored by Western Sun Vodka. Go to westernsundistillery.com and use the bottle finder to find a bottle near you. All right, what's up everybody? Welcome to KBN Live. Uh, it's me, Jeff Malott, your host, and a rack of clothes instead of Lunch Money Lambert. Now, he'll, he'll be back in here in just a second. Uh, he went to fill up his drink. There he is, coming in, coming hey. in hot. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, so, yeah, welcome to KBN Live. We got some folks on YouTube, <laughs> Facebook, whatever. We went live with the uh, clothes rack in the back there, Ryan. Right so, on time, man, right on time. Hey, yeah, if man. anybody wants any Yak Addicts products, I have a stack full here behind me, so jump in. Piles and piles. Uh, so if anyone read the description earlier today, uh, we are doing a little giveaway tonight, a dugout bait and tackle giveaway to go along with the big sale that's going to happen next week. All you got to do to win the dugout prize is share this stream, go like the dugout page and like our page. Uh, and there you go. Make some comments tonight and we will uh, look there, maybe pull somebody from the YouTube comments, give them somebody something as Ooh. well, because we love our YouTube audience. It's getting as big as... The Facebook audience, which is crazy. We never thought we'd get there. So we love the folks over on YouTube. We never thought we'd get here. So that's no, that's, that's true. That's true. Uh, we've got a big show tonight. We got two guests, Chris Hartman, a local Arkansas guy here, one of the better anglers in Arkansas, kind of made his mark. And we got a great story from him. We're going to talk about the, the Bass Nation uh, event on uh, uh, Smith Lake over there. Yeah. It, or, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I, so actually, those, those, <laughs> those are both Bass Nation events. One yeah. Was yeah. Bass Nation, Tennessee. One was the kayak bass nation right right and then bass nation tennessee randall wallace is coming in hot for the second half of the show talk about his win over there uh if you're looking at this i did a little something different i shared this to the group page directly like went live in the group directly and if you try to comment from there it, if you don't accept the Streamyard terms it doesn't give your name so if you're trying to hide that's cool you don't have to give your name but uh, if you want your name to be shared make sure you click the little approve uh stream yard deal and we've had several anonymous requests today i think yeah i'm not mistaken so that's good yeah. yeah i was gonna get into the weekend or the week that was first i guess we can talk about that first man we've been getting some uh doj requests haven't we yeah yeah oh yeah we definitely have it seems like uh it seems like our services are are needed somewhere there yeah uh let's see the one i got today which i wasn't aware of is it's on the bass boat side of things there, I guess there was a big fish kill in a tournament in California on uh, Lake Folsom Lake, Lake Folsom. I don't know the proper pronunciation. Folsom Lake, I think. I think yeah, yeah. I think it's Folsom Lake. Uh, but apparently, I saw the video of it and saw some stuff. Apparently, the game and fish came to the weigh-in. They caught a bunch of fish, released them, and they all died. There was a dude that had a video of all the fish floating at the at the ramp, and that's a shame, man. Wherever that happens, I don't know uh, what else was to say it about super, it. Other than was it super hot out there, or? Yeah, I don't know. I, mean, I think they maybe they were catching spawners or something. I I don't know, but the fish died. Game fish got involved somehow. So I'd like to see more details on that. I think there was some stuff out on the Wild West Bass Trail page about it. Maybe the uh, the some of the Cali Facebook groups. I'm not sure. I thought but, California had laws against bass dying and stuff. Yeah, I thought it was like twenty five dollars just to catch one fish, like twenty five dollars a fish or something. Yeah, like that. that's uh, terrible. Yeah. Uh, Terrible news. Out of uh, South Carolina, South Carolina Bass Nation had an event, and there was some interesting uh, back and forth on this one. The The photos that I, I was sent, apparently uh, an angler that finished in the money uh, had, had some pictures with, obviously, a PFD on. You can see in one of his photos, he had the board laid you know, higher up across his knees and I think across like a drive well at one point. So in one of the photos, you clearly see the PFD. Uh, in another two photos, you see a PFD laying in the floor <laughs> of the kayak behind the picture, and I didn't even see that. I was like, I was like, all right, guys. So what's the point here? Like, what you know? Why are you sending me this stuff? And they're like, 
you notice anything? I'm like, holy cow, like there's the exact PFD, the exact model PFD. Apparently, the, in the angler's defense, he says that he had two. He had two PFDs. They were the orange, uh, you know, generic uh, foam PFDs. He apparently says he had one on and, and then another spare right there at his feet in the floor. You know, okay. it's a naturally where you would fish with with another pfd is laying in the floor of your pedal drive kayak in all fairness those orange like you're gonna go ride the duck boat kind of pfds mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. can use as a seat cushion too so maybe he was double duty it, maybe it was a foot cushion maybe that's why yeah. he had it down there in the floor he just had his foot propped up for better uh circulation yeah uh, uh garrett clark's in the comments said they were transporting fish from that tournament 20 minutes away to a walmart parking lot to weigh in which is probably uh, how they all died. Okay, that makes more sense. Uh, hey, but still, were they they were transporting them though in the live well of the boat, right? Yes. I mean, that's not unheard of to to move fish around in the live well. Like most of the, you know, when they when they do the Bassmaster Championships, they they transport them like an hour in the live well. Yeah. So not unheard yeah. of. Hey, was it super of, hot? Apparently so. I don't know. I'm, I'm looking okay. for more details on that. I just heard some of it today, but it's a shame. And somebody also in the comments said that organization is in some deep trouble so uh but garrett uh, clark man speaking of garrett clark he won the first pro tour event out there dude i saw that and honestly garrett and we're gonna make up for this we should have had you on tonight and i didn't realize it until today after we had already booked both these guests so good job man Shout maybe out. next week maybe next monday we're always trying to plan ahead so oh yeah oh yeah we let us know so garrett. in the future <laughs> let us know garrett uh what else happened man one of the most shocking things i saw that happened this week uh, Conrad Benetti drunk his own urine, apparently, on a Facebook post, he said. And I don't know if that's lingering effect of the head injury from his car accident or what, but he went and picked up a new boat, posted a very disturbing photo of drinking. Uh, Is it shocking? No, not really. Yeah. Were you surprised by it? No. I didn't. I wasn't. No. Like, I thought that was something Conrad would do to, to make himself more Conrad. Like, you know, preserve his mojo or something. I don't know. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. Up, I want to know his skincare routine. I don't get, I don't care what he drinks. I want to know Conrad's skincare routine. I felt like that is going to be some really, really concerning stuff there. Hey, the dude, somebody said someone in the comments in quotes, and he's offended that we didn't name him, but it's because this is what it says. Facebook user, no profile pic. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> You've got to accept free the to terms. identify yourself. <laughs> yeah, accept the terms of service. That's probably Tim Arthur. Uh, <laughs> Damn. Probably is. Yeah. Uh, what else we got? Anything else? I know there, was, there were events all over the place. There's so many, you can't even name them all. You know, it's middle of tournament season everywhere. So you, you were in a derb this weekend, right? Did, did you double dip or triple dip no, in all those Gunnersville no, events? No, dog, I was not in a derb. I did pay for two. Uh, oh. I was never in it by any means. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that a little more uh, when, when Randall comes on. But long story short, I, I tried to be slick. I had my daughter this weekend. So I was like, man, I can slide out and fish to like, she wakes up and is ready for breakfast. Then I'll go, you know, I'll go dad it up. And then she was going to go with my sister in the afternoon. And I was like, then I can run back out for a couple more hours. Like Psh, it's, it's in the backyard. It's on Gunnersville. I have plenty of time. TVA. I was afraid they would do it. They shut the water all the way off. They were supposed to turn it on at noon. And I was like, eh, I'll get some current. My fish were current fish. So they turned the water on at like 2.35 and the tournament was over at 3 and I was like, mm, ain't the day, pal. Caught a big old striper. That was it. About a, how many, a few weeks or a month too late for the juice up there? Three weeks. Dil Three literally, weeks. literally Dylan closed out the juice and I told him it'd be close, but that was the end of the magic uh, on the on the smallmouth. They are non-existent now. Yeah. Uh, Cameron Tetterton in the... Uh, comment said two different pfds on that one fella you're talking about one red one orange photo verification uh i think we said allegedly so we're not slandering yeah. anybody no allegedly. we didn't slander anybody at all i said that's exactly what the guy said happened so yeah allegedly so Watch no, no, no trouble here man we're not slandering anybody <laughs> yeah hey nobody not slandered yet. you pal but uh, not yet anyway that was the uh, story we're slandering tim for not having a facebook profile pick anymore he's trying but uh, that is him by the way ryan tim arthur is the facebook is user. it really yeah, all right that's him uh, all right. Well, before we get the first guest in here, let's talk about our sponsors. Of course, we're doing the dugout giveaway tonight with the big sale coming up next week. I've got a picture to talk about. You kind of know some of these details, don't you, Ryan? Oh, yeah. Now, they got, uh, I mean, some some really hot deals here as far as what they've got published, uh, deals on rods and tackle and whatnot. But we have a fleet of demo kayaks from Hobie and Jackson, uh, deals too hot to mention. So, please 
come by the shop, reach out, and we will let you know if you're looking for a new kayak at a hot price. Now is the time to get down to the dugout bait tackle. There we go. Uh, dugoutfishing.com. And like I said, we will pick a winner at the end of the night. All you have to do is share the stream here. Uh, if you're on YouTube, we'll figure out a way to get you something. We, you can't share from YouTube apparently, or obviously, but uh, we'll figure out a way to get you something because we appreciate you guys over there too. Uh, just comment tonight. Uh, also, as always, Revo sunglasses, best lenses on earth. They're doing work right now. You know, spawn season in a lot of places still. Uh, north of Arkansas and even in parts of Arkansas uh, using those Revos. So go use uh, KBN 25 and we're still trying to get the final details together on the contingency program. They're going to throw together for kayak anglers out there that own Revos, but uh, love our Revos. And then Western Sun Vodka. You, you got a Western Sun cooked up tonight? What you drinking? Yeah. Now? Oh yeah. Western Sun yeah. and Sprite. We even found some down in Broken Bow, didn't we, Ryan? We, we did. Blueberry. They had like six bottles and it was all blueberry. So apparently yeah. that's a popular flavor in Oklahoma on the yeah. res. On the on the res blueberries, there's some sort of yeah spell with that. Uh, but with that said, let's uh, let's get our first guest in here, man. This is a guy that I'm excited to have him because, like I said, he's from our local central club here in Arkansas. Great guy, Chris Hartman. What's up, Chris? Hey, good. How are you all doing? You're doing great, man. Ryan, have you ever met Chris anywhere out there on the road? Because he's he's been burning. Face looks familiar, but I can't yeah. remember a specific yeah, interaction. I've, I've seen you, and we also at the Broken Bowl on day two. You were holding on to my kayak while I yeah, moved. yeah, okay. I, yeah. I was like, your face looks so freaking familiar. Yeah. I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. There are a lot of wakeboard boats bouncing around, washing people's kayaks away. So yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. So Chris was one of the part, people that launched from that ramp with the uh, the mayhem there. With all uh, did yeah, you? all forty of us there. Yeah, 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 yeah. There was there was a lot of us. <laughs> yeah. So, like I said, Chris is is well known here in Arkansas. In the last couple of years, he's been getting out, especially this last year, getting out on the road and and really trying to chase some of these national tournaments. He had a he was way up there day one on the Bass Nation event on Lake Fork. Made a run at that one. Had a good finish. Uh, he was at Broken Bow this last week and and made a good run there. Or two weeks ago, had a good run there. So, and has done a lot of damage here in Arkansas. I'm glad to have him on. One of the best guys I've I've met in this sport. Great guy. Uh, now retired. Military, right? Fully retired? Yeah, retired in 2017. Yeah, fully retired. Uh, so, yeah, glad to have you on, Chris. We're excited to talk to you about this tournament. And there's even more to the story of this tournament that I want to get to, but first we'll just get into the tournament itself and, uh, you know, what went down there. So how long did you have to practice? When did you get there? And tell us what you found when you got over there. Okay, so, yeah, I, <clears throat> I got there uh, Wednesday. I didn't get there till Wednesday afternoon, and then mainly that was just to drive around. I had no idea. I mean, I looked at it on the map, but I had no idea that Lewis Smith Lake was so enormous. I mean, that is a gigantic lake with a lot of arms and creeks and everything coming off it. And with the amount of anglers that were in there, I thought, well, there might be one or two people at a ramp and that'd be about it. But uh, so I was just running around looking at some different places. I was able to fish just for maybe a couple hours on Wednesday. Went back out to an area that I ended up fishing Saturday. I went there Thursday and just when I pulled in this small parking lot, there was, I think, four other kayaks already in there. But I just went and fished. I caught a, a 15, a 16, and an 18, like, within the first hour. I'm like, okay, I'm done with this place right now. Uh, I just kind of scouted around is all I was really doing. I didn't want to fish it anymore. And then I, uh, Friday, I wasn't feeling good when I woke up Friday. I don't know what the deal was, so I just kind of drove around. I didn't get out there and fish. But uh, I drove around to some other ramps, went all the way to the western side of the lake the ramps over there were like 10 bucks to launch and you could tell just by the size of the ramps that there's going to be a whole lot of ski boats and jet skis and all that other recreational stuff going on i didn't want any part of that so the creek that i ended up fishing on the kind of a southeast side of the lake there was no no ski boats in there i saw end up seeing about five jet skis but they were in and out real quick because the the way the creek was broke up there was a lot of there was how there was docks and then they had a lot of no wake zones in between it so there was no need for anything to go blasting all the way up that creek so because they had to keep slowing down so it ended up working out real good but although i will say when it came to saturday launching I pulled in the parking lot and i think there was like nine or ten kayaks there <laughs> really that was the they, always, they always find you yeah that was the popular place i guess <laughs> They must have figured out about the no wake zones. That that seems to be one of the biggest complaints on that lake is just the amount of, of you know, wakeboard traffic and, and boats 
washing out people's docks and, you know, just damaging property all across there. That's one of the huge things that you always hear about Smith Lake. Yeah. Let me I ask you this. Heard anything let, me, about it, so. let me ask you this, Chris. Did you get a ticket at Smith Lake? Because you were part of the uh, contingency there at Broken Bow that was getting tickets. Left no, and right. I did not get a ticket. Oh, no, you were laughing at us that we're getting tickets. That in the was you and Broken Kyle Bay. that got yeah. the tickets I knew of. So okay. a, a funny life hack at Broken Bow. I got a ticket on the first day. I continued to put that same ticket underneath my windshield wiper oh. every morning, and I never got another ticket. So nice. pro tip. When on the res, carry a spare ticket with you. The absolute pro tip is Marcus Villanueva had uh, he had just bought a truck and he had paper tags, and apparently they can't run your paper tags, so he parked free genius. all weekend. That's genius, Marcus. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, carry on, Chris. So practice. Obviously, you found a little something. So tell us about tournament day, man. So, like I said, I pulled up in there probably four forty-five in the morning, and there was already there was people already in the water hanging on to the the little dock there just waiting to go at 5 30 or five o'clock we could take off on that sorry so it was i think there ended up being nine by the time i left the ramp there was about nine kayaks either in or putting in in this one small area and then five o'clock came and we took off and everybody pretty much that i saw started down the same branch i guess of the the creek there but everybody started stopping so josh deal i talked to him the night before and he was because I saw his truck there that we were going to he was going to fish there. And he said he was fishing all the way in the back. I says, well, I'm going all the way to the back, too. And we ended up being the only two that went all the way back in this creek. It was about a mile and a half back, I think, or so. We went all the way back and uh, just talked to each other. And he said, I'm going to fish the grass. I says, OK, I don't want to fish the grass. I'm going to fish up this side. So we had it pretty much to ourselves other than a couple boats came in there. But um, for a good first hour and a half, probably. So that ended up working out. I mean, I caught my first fish. Well, I wasn't catching anything. And if you hear everybody like uh, Drew and Tim talking, I mean, a lot of people were catching on topwater or spinner baits. I tried all that stuff early. I thought I figured topwater bite, I could get something early, but I didn't see any activity, didn't do anything. And I was just like, all right, well, my old standby is the uh, wacky rig. So pulled it out, threw it right at a tree and 19 inch or hit it right when it hit the water. So I'm like, okay, I guess this is in my hands for the rest of the day. So <laughs> can't argue with it when it, when they're eating it, they, that's, that's hard to beat. From then on, I mean, I, by 10 30 or so, I probably caught 20 fish and it was, uh, then I, mostly spots or spots and largemouth. There was a few largemouth in there, mostly spots, but yeah, okay. there was a couple largemouth in there, but and I just ended up working working the whole bank and then I cut across and there was a big lay down. I caught a 18 out of there and then just, I just did that circle like three times, but come about 10 30, 10 30, everything really slowed down the bite. And then I ended up picking up a 16 around 11, 11 30. And that was my last, I couldn't call it the 16 and I just needed to get a seven, 16 and a half or a 17. And I would have had a, Hung and on. you were you were doing pretty good the whole day. Like you were, you had a pretty sizable lead throughout the day because Jeff was talking trash for you. Oh, <laughs> in our group chat. Right. Oh yeah, he's like, dude, he's like, my boy Chris is laying the wood to him down there. <laughs> and then somebody was like, I can't believe Drew Gregory won another one. I was like, the hell are y'all talking about? Like Jeff's done talking about this dude laying the wood all day. And then I looked at the board and I was like, by a freaking half inch, like that is. <laughs> that's yeah, how that goes. If you listen to his talk, he said that he was in a. He had no service all day, so he said he never looked at the leaderboard, and he switched areas and then started throwing a whopper plopper, which never crossed my mind, but started throwing a whopper plopper and cold his whole uh, everything and got himself to 89 and a half. So. I watched his story that morning, and you could hear like a waterfall or something. I, I mean, Drew's always I – I, I coined the term creek sweeper uh, the other day when I shared his win, but – I mean, he is always just up in some skinny, skinny little stuff. And you could hear you could hear the waterfall in the background on a story update. And I was like, man, they ain't, oh, no, telling, okay. ain't no telling what he's found back in there. And sure enough, uh, he seems well, I think, to I think the last find top three fish here, all the time. Last time he was on here, he talks about he just pretty much power fishes the whole time, doesn't he? Yeah. Doesn't oh, he dude, play? he fishes 10,000 miles an hour all the yeah. time. Yeah, I'm, I'm better with the finesse. I can't do that. Yeah. I like shout, and shout out to drew man congrats to drew and we had Drew yeah, on a few well, weeks ago so we didn't want to have him on again this close together but 
you know, that dude's a hammer, and he had yeah. his new boat, his new boat released. I think he was in it for this tournament, so yeah, couldn't, well, couldn't go. Couldn't... I watched the video on that thing earlier. It's a pretty pretty solid looking. Uh, as far as like lightweight, you know, affordable paddlecraft goes, I think it's kind of in a league of its own in that category. Yeah. Um, well, let's. You kind of told us how your day went, and I want to pivot off to something else that I, I asked Chris that we if we could talk about it before I brought him on. And it's the reason I started messaging our group, and I was messaging Roy and Garrett and everybody else trying to find out if you actually won throughout the day because Saturday morning, I didn't fish Saturday. I woke up, you know, sitting on the couch, scrolling through my phone, and I saw Chris made a post that this would have been he and his wife's anniversary. That Saturday would have been. Yes. Uh, and then the next thing I know, I click over on Tourney X, and my man's got a 10-inch lead, and I'm like, holy crap, they can't make movies better than this. This is amazing. So I was watching it all day, and it was, you know, going back and forth. Uh, so – if you want, Chris, talk a little bit about that. I know, you know, you and your wife, and she battled through, you know, a tough, tough disease. And I know you lost your wife uh, last year, and I know that was hard on you. And I want to talk a little bit about how fishing's kind of helped you go through that, but what that day was like, you know, being your anniversary and having that kind of success. Uh, you know, take us through that a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Hopefully, I can tough guy this through this. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. So. <laughs> So, it, well, you maybe even remember a couple of years ago that we did a, or you guys, somebody put on, I don't remember who it was exactly, it was up there in Northwest, but they put on a kind of a benefit type thing for my wife, just that I was yeah. going to donate the money to cancer. So three and a half years ago, well, now it's almost four and a half years, but three and a half years ago before she passed was, uh, she was diagnosed with lung cancer, had metastasized to her brain. She had two brain surgeries during that time. I had quit working at, it was up. So I retired in October of 2017 and November of 2017, she was diagnosed with cancer. So one month after I retired, I mean, so all our plans of traveling and doing it's kind of put on hold, obviously. Um, so I did have another job. I quit that because of her appointments. We were driving to Houston. I mean, it was a whole lot of anybody and there's other people out there who have people who are going through it or themselves going through it. And they understand that this is a, uh, I don't know. Cancer is one of those things that just scares the crap out of me because you, unless it's one of those common ones that you get tested for, you never know you have it almost until it's too late. So anybody could have anything. And that's kind of what I kind of changed my whole way of thinking as far as what I am going to do with my life. So she passed away July 26th. So just last summer, um, after again, a three and a half year fight with it. And is as strange as this so i was still fishing and i would try to go to some of these national events but mainly just fishing locally when i had somebody either she was doing well or my daughter maybe somebody was up here to just kind of be with her and uh she would always she would kick me, want to kick me out of the house she's like you know what you're driving me crazy go fishing just because i was always there you know trying to take care of her but she knew that that was my uh i don't know i i don't go to church and i'm not really in the religious scene, but at the same time, that was my, I considered going out on a kayak, kind of like my church, my therapy, my, my mind just totally gets clear when I go out and fish. So and then, uh, she actually said before she passed was, uh, and she told my daughter this to tell your daddy to keep fishing. And she wanted me to do this, you know, do some more national stuff. So after sitting home and thinking about it last year before uh, it's probably November, December timeframe, I'm like, you know what? We're doing it. I'm just going to go all in and go do and fish lakes that I've heard about, but never seen. And so I fished, this was my seventh event between Bass and uh, Hobie this, just this year. So, and I'm going to Chick next week. So I'm just going to keep doing it. But Saturday, so it was kind of a, it was a weird feeling, honestly. I had kind of this, and I don't know what it was, but I had like this weird kind of confidence that today's going to be a good day, even before it started. I just kind of had that feeling. And then I hit that 19, and I was like, okay, somebody's helping me here because this doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> For me, anyway, it hasn't. This year has been pretty rough. The first few, I mean, I wasn't even catching limits during tournaments, but the last, the last few I've been able to, Kind of be more consistent with it but then the fish just kept coming and coming and then as i was finally i got five and i just went to the leaderboard because i didn't want to really stop and do them one at a time until i got them you know at least got the limit and then i saw that it put me in the lead it was like an 82 
82 something and then i culled out a couple small fish and got that 16 and took me to 89 and i was like oh my gosh this might happen <laughs> but it was, a, it was a weird kind of calming feeling though too it wasn't like i was i was i was stressed about it i wasn't i was just fishing and it was yeah i don't i can't really explain it any other way but uh somebody was helping me i think so 100 percent, man 100 percent. and and that you know i know half an inch you know drew snuck by you but to capture, you know, the first national top three like that with a, you know, second place finish there, that had to feel amazing. I mean, it had to feel amazing. on that day. It had to be, it had to be special. Well, that's what made it even, yeah, especially on that day. It was, I mean, when I first saw that this tournament was even on May 21st, I'm like, hmm, we'll see. That should be, and, and what I was mainly thinking was, well, because the day was already going to be tough enough, I'm thinking, well, I'm fishing, it'll kind of keep my mind from, you know, spending all day dwelling on focusing on that. I'll be focusing on fishing for the majority of it. So, but it kind of all tied together. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. See Kyle Long. He's on the YouTube comments. All of Northwest Arkansas is rooting for you. I'm sure you went back and saw some of the stuff on our local group pages. We had people were tagging you and sharing screenshots. And The phone was blowing up the notifications and everything. So, yeah. yeah, that's awesome, though. I appreciate it, really. Yeah, that's awesome, man. What a what a, what a story! Powerful, powerful stuff. So, and I mean, we've talked about that several times on the show with different people. Like, kayak fishing is is therapy for a lot of people. Like, that's how a lot of people get into the sport is just trying to clear their head from everything that that life is throwing at them. And I mean, some guys like Patrick Malone, who's who's in a you know in a battle with cancer right now, and and Patrick is is you know he's he's fighting his tail off. And he's still like you'll see him post when he gets to go out and fish. Now he doesn't get to go out and fish quite as much, but right. you know, still just getting back out and getting back into that kind of calm space. Like it, it does so much for you, you know, mentally. It's a good, it's a good reset. You know, kind of takes you away from from all of life's problems. I think we get caught up in a lot of the the mess that goes on around it and the competition and blah, 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 who's doing what. But I mean, ultimately that's what kayak fishing is. It's, it's, it's here to, to give us an outlet, you know, and, and I think we need to keep that point in focus more so than competition or, or who's doing what, like that, that's not what's important out of this whole deal. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a, and one thing I would do say about the, with, as far as even kayak, especially, I think it's the kayak community and everybody has noticed this, but, you hear the things about like you were talking competition wise even at i mean at ramps and people i don't even know but it's like you all of a sudden if you see somebody in a who's fishing in a, you know a kayak fishing it's like you automatically feel like you, you almost have some kind of a connection with that person in a way oh yeah you do i haven't run into the person that's been totally like you know not willing to help in some way whether it's taking your kayak out of the water or holding on to like you even you i mean just simple little things it's just now don't go telling people i'm a good guy now don't no don't i didn't that. say that you're, I gonna, said you on. you're gonna ruin, <laughs> ruin the rep here pal i was this close the, uh, to just pushing it out in the middle of the lake yeah, i was like I man you this, it so it wouldn't hit this old town yeah. here i'm about to get out <laughs> no that, that's one. that's one of the uh side uh hustles for the lambert towing service he does uh yes. kayak stabilization <laughs> on the bank as well yes you offered me a water i was about to die and i do appreciate that i'm too stubborn to take it but i literally i was like i probably should have taken that water uh that was a that was a, a warm day out there but it's always good to meet people especially and that's my favorite thing about these big tournaments is you meet people from all around the country, you know, like our paths may not cross for anything else, but they did that day. And that, you know, I love that part. And you got to take advantage of that because just like now, well, I mean, you know, fast forward two weeks later and here you are like, there's all, it's, it's a real small, real small world that we live in here. Yeah. Good stuff, man. Well, uh, Chris, we don't want to keep you too long. Uh, we got Randall waiting to come on next, but I just want to say, you know, Arkansas is proud of you. I know your, your wife's proud of you. Your family's proud of you. Everybody is was pulling for you that day. So I'm just glad you were able to come on here and, and thanks for sharing your story with us, man. All right, I appreciate it. Thank awesome you. Awesome job, Chris. Awesome job. Thank you. Thank you. Man, that was awesome. Ah, got me, got me a little choked up there, man. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's deep breath, deep breath. I'm going to bring Randall All right, okay. in. All right. Okay, okay. Here we go. Here we go. This will lighten things up. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Here we Randall go. ain't got nothing serious to talk about. We're going to be fine. All right. this. Next guest, oh, Randall Wallace. Boy. What's going on, fellas? Randall, Randall, Randall. 
Hey, you, you out in the garage tonight? Yes, sir. The hangout spot. So, so we had Randall on after he won the Spro tournament last year, and he does not remember coming on Kayak Bass Nation at all. He it was must... out in the driveway monkeying around doing something. <laughs> I, I was I like, I don't know how to do this. I said, you've been on the show before, Randall. Like, you have been here one time before, I promise. I don't remember. But like I said, it was many beers ago. Hey, I mean, that's all right. We've got to remember everything. Hey, you made it back again. Yes, sir. Is that your guard dog, Jeff? Yeah, she over here taking care of taking care of things. I got you. I got you. So, Randall, you laid the wood pretty good on uh, on Gunnersville. Um, not that not that that's shocking. You tend to do that once the old frog bite turns on for you. But uh, tell us tell us about kind of your approach to this one because it's kind of I don't want to say early, but a little bit early. I mean, it's it's you know late spring, and you don't expect to have a frog bite be that big of a player in, in a tournament like this, it's still catching some spawn post spawn fish. Well, the cat, I mean, just to be flat honest about it, it's a spot deal. I mean, it's, I left the Hobie at the house, got in the four wheel drive, Jackson, Kilroy, and went to work paddling. And I'm not paddling for another six months at least. <laughs> You didn't enjoy it. I reminded you why you have a pedal drive. I know, but I mean, pedals, they was not going to get you there. Really? But it's, is that, it's is, the, is that her hanging on the wall back there, man? Is that, that the, is, is that the ship? That all right. All right. That boat, man. It, like I said, though, it's a spot deal. It's, um, if you know Gunnersville, there's tons of grass and from year to year, you could, it gets hot. It's been hot the last two weeks. So that grass just goes nuts. A lot of people think Gunnersville frogs, September, October, early November, but for kayak fishermen, man, they're in there. I mean, this time of year, May, early June, they're still in one to three foot of water. I mean, and it's in places where bass boats just can't get. So it, but like you said, can every time, and you seem to time. drag a check out of it about every time. Actually, what happened? So you fished the KBF event, correct? I did. So, did you fish that spot in the KBF event? I did not. And I will say, I got a good buddy of mine that I fished with. I fished with this weekend in the same spot. Who talked talked us both out of fishing there. No, no. uh Yeah, we thought it might just be a little too early because he ain't had that big, uh, big hot spell yet. Yeah. But I went back like four days after that KBF and it was like 93 inches. In the I remember out. you messaged me and you're like, I had 93 down. I was like, well, <laughs> you yeah. should have hit that junk up. Over the well, weekend. what's funny, funny about that spot is it could be, um, I mean, there's a, just a window where it turns on. And when it turns on, it slides out. But also on the other end, if you miss it, you go in there and catch 45 inches. I mean, it's just. Ryan, Ryan you got a spot like that, don't you? Man, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I I know the limitations of mine, but I try I tried to force something stupid is what I did. I I looked at that generation schedule, but somehow I thought the gods were going to shine on me, and old Johnny up there in the dam was going <laughs> to slip his finger down a little bit quicker, tip his no, cap, and turn it on. I looked at it; it they wasn't running but like four thousand on uh, on Saturday. So they I'm were just... supposed to turn it up to eighty five hundred at one, and they uh, they were about an hour and. 15 minutes late on that deal so i don't know he must have took a long lunch or well, something you can you can look at guns or just from the the uh, tackle warehouse pro circuit that was last weekend i mean th uh, thursday and friday they actually crushed them offshore oh yeah and then tva on the weekends they shut it down and that offshore bite went away for most of them it's still there it's just harder to get them to fire what got me was and people and this is the reason i wanted randall to come on too talking about that tva system generation schedules and current on the weekends leading up into the chickamauga event here for hobie pay attention to that stuff i'm not trying to give away too much but you guys coming in town for this tva does not give a shit about a kayak fishing tournament <laughs> so they will flip don't that switch a in a heartbeat they don't care they don't care about a bass boat tournament they don't care if anybody catches any fish or has any fun all weekend long but pay attention to the generation schedule because that can literally kill a bite i mean in, in the flip of a switch it'll kill a bite one interesting thing about gunnersville though it wasn't just the inflow it was the outflow 
as well. So, so the current was running backwards in these creeks. Anybody that was fishing a bridge back in the creeks, the current was running backwards. The lake was filling up as the day went on, which is rare that that happens. Generally, if you hear people complain, it's about water dropping. They shut everything off and we had had rain. So there's still water coming in out of these creeks, feeding the lake. Well, it's just continuing to fill up. And that was, that was something I think made the bite a little different, especially people fishing back in creeks and bridges and whatnot. I think too, you almost got to think of it. Gunners will, or anywhere, when it floods, where they go, they go up and they go to the oh, back. Yeah. Kind of Gunnersville, I mean, that, from the time where I said I went to Gunnersville right after KBF, when I got to the ramp this Saturday morning, the water was up two feet from where it was. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that in my spot, it kind of spreads them out more, but it's only one to three foot. I mean, there's some places where the bottom of that Kilroy is dragging the, the mud. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. But, I mean, they're still there. It's just when it gets, you know, when it's one foot, you can you know where they're going to be. When oh, yeah. it's three foot, they just gained another 200 acres of water. I, I fished, I mean, no secret in this one especially. I like the river section period, but I was literally fishing the actual dam in this one. So that's why the current played such a huge role. If you're down the lake, if you're back up in creeks and stuff, that stuff's a lot more stable. But if you are fishing, especially a river section of these TVA lakes, those fish, they know when to eat. You know, they have an eight-hour window to eat, and that's exactly when they will. And as soon as the water starts dropping, they're good. They're done with that. And they feed a lot at night, too. Um, If they're pulling more current. In the afternoon, they'll feed into the night, and then that morning bite it's almost non-existent a lot of times. When did yours turn on? You were putting up fish. It wasn't. Well, it wasn't, didn't take you all day to do it, though. No, um, I caught my first twenty and a half at like five oh four. Yeah, <laughs> boy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tournament started at five. I caught my first twenty and a half at five oh four. Yeah, so and go. it's one of those things. That, like it's me and my buddy Bubba was. We talk about like. That's that uh that bite don't turn on till nine o'clock. I mean it's like it's literally on a timer. And to get any I tell myself every time, if I can have five fish before nine o'clock, I am ahead. I'm I'm in mm-hmm. the ball game. And uh luckily this time the ones before nine were good ones. Two twenty and a half and a seventeen. I think I posted my limit by I had ninety one something by like seven thirty. I mean you can see in that picture right there, I mean it's dark. <laughs> <laughs> So what, and these what? were all these were all on a frog. Did you take yeah. any other rods with you? Yeah, I had five with me. Well, I think okay. that very I think that very first fish I uh, caught on a swim bait, actually. Really? Okay. Yeah. Just just burning it, kind of like a weedless buzz bait. Just I mean, you can hear it coming the whole way. Let, let me I ask could, you this, man. Uh, what went into the strategy to from this picture to this picture to lose the sandals? Were you just loosening up? What were you doing there? Yeah, it was game time. <laughs> See, when it's, dark, when it's dark in the morning, and I tell you again, uh, I called Bubba about 4.45. I said, I've heard of there being wild pigs back here, but I've never heard or seen one. And they were, I mean, it sounded like a demon on the bank. What? So I left Whoa. my, uh, I had my sandals on just in case. In case you need to outrun one or what? What was? I don't know what, what I was going to do. <laughs> It's better to have shoes on than to be. You're right. You're right. Yeah, you may need a ninja kick one. You got to. Yeah, but once that once that sun comes up, I can't have them tan lines. So you got to come off. Once once the once the hog threat was gone, sandals come off. I like killing them feet. They don't want them with tan lines on. Absolutely, but I'm telling you, those things, man. It was it was pretty crazy. It was going nuts for about ten minutes. Oh, Josh Stewart gave you a run for your money there, though. He he came on pretty hot. Uh, He did. He so. Josh, myself, and Jordan Marshall all kind of fish the same little, same little area there on Gunnersville most of the time. Not always, but most of the time. And I talked to Marshall, and he's like, "Hey, where are you at? You know, you're not, you're not coming down here." I was like, "Man, I, you know, I got, I got some, some real life stuff going on. I'm not going to go that far away from the house this morning." Well, he calls me. He's like, "Dude, I got 88 and a half inches. I'm rolling to Chickamauga." And I was like, "What are you talking about?" And he's like, "Oh, I'm fishing. I'm fishing three tournaments today." <laughs> So he goes down there, busts 88 and a half, and rolls to Chickamauga and catches a limit in that tournament too. So as the day went on, you know, they obviously weren't going to run any water. So I ran down there to take a look at it. I see Josh Stewart, and I'm like, 
hey man what's up and I, I, i've already seen like four other kayaks and it's a small little spot like that it is not a it is definitely not a five-person deal it would have been close to be a three-person deal and he's like yeah i'm not really catching that good i caught some early he's like i need a 19 and a 20 and I was like a 19 and a 20. I would even say that. I was like, he must, he must be sitting on a bag if he said I needed a 19 and a 20. And then when I, when I heard you two get called up for first and second before they announced the winner, I was like, dang gum. He needed a 19 and 20 to call out like a hundred inch limit is what he was saying. I, I get it now. Smart, yeah. smart man. Those, those, I mean, I think was it top five with 90 inches or 90, 93 inches. Yeah, well, it was it was that. Yeah, this tournament had big bags, and the TVKA tournament was like all the way down, like fifty eight, you know, fifty seven, fifty eight plus the whole top ten uh, three fish tournament. So it was pretty impressive. Steve, Steve and did not sign up for that one. I heard that Steve. Steve, I talked to Steve, and he's like, Randall didn't even sign up for our tournament. He's like, he thought he did. He's like, I went back and checked. He's like, he he didn't sign up. For well, that. I could have swore I signed up for all three of them. Then I looked Friday morning. And- and I was like, man, I guess I did. And I said, I ain't going to fool with it because whatever, for whatever reason, I just talked myself out of it on Friday. And You didn't need that extra money anyway. Yeah. You know, I always look, man, yeah, I always look at tournaments. That, yeah. Sorry, man. I, I was going to say, I always look at tournaments down the leaderboard. You know, all the tournaments, whoever wins, it usually, you know, it's top heavy. When you look down here and you see this thing, you know, in the 20s, 30, all in the 80 inch range. You know, a place is fishing really good. So, you know, Randall, tell it even without the generation happening. Why was it fishing so good for you guys? Honestly, I think it's. I mean, I keep going back there. It's just a spot. It's they're residential. I don't think they ever leave. Um, they move around from spot to spot within that area, but they just don't leave. I mean, and I will say, I mean, a lot of people know where I fish and. 99.9 of them know that they've drove by it for years and they don't come fish it. They kind of has always let me just have it, me and Bubba. And it's, I mean, it's just a good spot. There ain't no, no secret sauce. There ain't no um, cheat code on guns or nothing. I mean, it's just a spot. It's just one of those spots like, you know, Ryan has with the small. I mean, it's just a spot. For about a month and a half. Mine, mine is a lot more temperamental, though. It is. Uh... <laughs> when yeah. mine's off, it's it's completely done. Seems like that when once your spot turns on, you got about what four months, three or four months that that it fishes yeah, really well. About the beginning of September, for whatever reason, again the shallow shallow gunners will that bite turns off in September, and you think frog bite is getting good. Well, that's done there. I mean, if you want to get on the frog bite on gunners, well, you got to go out to the main river and get on some of those big mats. But yep, it's a uh, it's it's just a spot and i stupidly didn't fish it for kvf and it is the it is. uh the tennessee river's on fire right now though like that like jeff was saying when you get down into the 20s and people are still putting up mid 80s limits the tva river system as a whole is on fire the spawn was late this year we just had the second big wave of spawners come in about a week and a half ago so a lot of those fish are still up shallow they hadn't all pulled out to the ledges yet um, that, that really makes for a, a fun bite as far as numbers goes, because you can get out on a grass flat or get up in a pocket and those fish are still there. They're garden fry. It's, it's still a really active bite. And that really goes through the whole river system. You, you saw it in the MLF big five down there. I'm sure you're going to see it play into, I think the, the national professional fishing league is on Watts bar. I think you'll see that play a lot up there too. Um, the, the whole Tennessee river is pretty predictable at that time of year chick's been putting out 30 bags to win the local tournament so uh, i think we're in for a good a good couple weeks of fishing here for sure that's gonna be my question to you man is is chick gonna show out here in a few weeks for the bos oh yeah oh yeah yeah i think i think i think it's gonna take upper 90s each day to to win it i'm signed up but i've only been there once so You'll have a good time. It'll be, I think, again, with, with kind of the cycle, like the first wave of spawners was a little over a month ago. The second wave of spawners was about a week and a half ago. There'll probably still be a late wave coming in. So you'll be able to catch fish from two feet to 35 feet, depending on you know what your comfort zone is. You'll be able to find uh, a, the bite that you're looking for. The question is, you know, are you going to be able to find enough big bites? Because I really think you'll need a 18, 18 and a half inch average to to do any damage on this one 
Yeah. Um, earlier today, I think it was today, maybe last night, uh, there was a f- question about frog fishing on the group page. Did you see that, Ryan? I didn't. So obviously, Randall, you you had a little frog bite going here. That, that, that's your your deal on Gunnersville. Tell some folks about your frog setup. Um, any tips to to land more of these these fish, especially in the tournament? Because I know that's a technique that you can lose or miss a lot of fish. Yeah. <laughs> I hope he's watching because it's perfect question for my buddy Bubba. Who he uh, is watching? He's been he's in the watching. comments. Is yeah. he good? Oh yeah. Here oh, yeah. I, we're fishing within three feet of each other. We always do. <laughs> and I, and on, with frog fishing, when you do it, like you know when it's a big bite. It's just the sound of it. When we call it, when Jesus drops a bowling ball, you know it's big. <laughs> <laughs> and there it was. I mean, it blew up, and I seen Bubba. He bowed up. Right, I mean, he stuck him. At that time, when that fish come back in the water and darted, snatch that rod clean out of his hand. Why? No Gone in the boat, so he's fumbling down, gets his <laughs> rod back up. Fish comes off. He just looks at me, and I'm first thing. No. Comes up, I wish I had a GoPro. <laughs> Man, buddy, come it, on now. It straight took his rod from him. <laughs> but, frog fishing's tough anyway, though. Like frog yeah. fishing isn't a high percentage way to catch fish. It, it's not. I mean, and luckily Saturday, I probably I probably lost two fish that would have cold some. I mean, they weren't giants, maybe 17, 18, or maybe 18, 19s. Um, we lost a, a few of them, but when I, I mean, I use the same frog until it don't have any legs, and if they're still biting it with no legs, I keep using it because I use spros, and when you get, like you tell you, I get a spro, if I get a new one, I put it up in the dash of my truck. Now let yeah. it sit there in that sun for two weeks, soften the plastic. You can take sandpaper on the top of them, rub them real good. It makes more grip. It'll stick to the, the fish's mouth as he goes I down. I saw people put Velcro really? on them. You can put Velcro on them. I don't do Velcro, but I'll rough That's up the wild. top of them. Um, and it's one of those count. You know, you hear the sound, one, two, three. And if any quicker than that, they're probably not back in the water or they don't have it. And you'll snatch it from them every time. So what do you think happening there? Are they taking it and then kind of giving it another swallow as they go down with it? Is that, is that the deal? Just, when they blow up on it, they just want to get it. Right. They want to eat it when they get back. So if you give them that time to take it with them and, and get that another goal, you can get it down. And when they take it, I mean, actually a picture of a, I caught a 21 and a half, I think it was, that when I told you I went back and fished that spot after KBF. And, uh, I mean, he had it in the back of his throat. Like, I was afraid he was going to kill the fish how far back he had it. Um, when they want it, they want it. But sometimes, you know, it, it's just one of those bites where it could be a day where they just nipping at it, little pops, little blow-ups. They don't want to eat it. And then you get a blow-up, you set the hook, it comes flying back at you. And oh, yeah. you think, oh, God, you know, I hate this. Well, they never had it. Half the, when we had fish, you know, Saturday that would blow up a foot behind the frog. You know, sometimes you look and you don't see a frog, you snatch, and here it comes flying at you. That's one of those patient deals. You will lose fish. I mean, if anybody says they catch them all on the frogs, the absolute liar. I'd say overall, if you had to look at frog fishing as far as bites going to who lands what, it's probably a 30% to 40% success ratio. It it has to be one of the lower hookup ratios in fishing. Dylan, that's what he did all at Broken Bow was frog fish. And he lost a ton of fish. He's like, I lost, you know, I lost four or five, 18 to 20 inch fish. I'm like, because you're frog fishing. Like, that's why if they're not keyed in on it, it's really hard to dial in that frog bite. If they're not trying to eat it, if they're just swatting at whatever's on the surface, you're a lot more likely to hook them with a buzz bait or, or, you know, running a swim bait on the surface, some kind of single hook bait. You're a lot more likely to land them, but it's hard to get them. It is hard to get them on that frog when they're not. Yeah, that, that was one of the keys to uh, Justin Brewer finishing high at Broken Bow was he was skipping frogs in that buck brush, mm-hmm. but but he had, you know, he, I say it wasn't luck. He just landed more fish yeah. on that frog than probably Dylan did. You know uh, what I mean? Oh, for sure. Got him yeah. to the boat, so. With that frog in the spawn, you know, you can use it just to locate fish. You know, mm-hmm. they don't want to eat it. They're not hungry. They, they're spawning. They just, it's defensive. Hey, get away from me. And then you can fire back in there with a Senko or something. But also, like, spawn to post-spawn. Post-spawn, they're hungry. They're warm. Oh, yeah. They're hungry. Um, in the spawn, a lot of times you just get those fish wanting to, you know, get away from where they're at. 
so you'll lose a lot more fish that way. But once post spawn, you get those hungry fish. I mean, you'll know when they come out like a shark after a baby seal. <laughs> I like this. I'm learning about frog fishing. So one more question about that is, uh, are you using popping frog or a walking frog or both? No, just, uh, spro hold the bronze eyes 65. I've been using the same frog. I mean, I got the, the two spro tournaments that I won out of that same spot on the spro frog. Um, I mean, I got it hanging on the wall. You could, I mean, you can blow on it and it'll collapse the plastic. That's how <laughs> that's crazy. And it's so thin, but I mean, they don't, they last for years and years and years, unless a bowfin takes it. Yeah, that'll there's tear a, one up real quick. Yeah, there's a bowfin out there swimming in the least with probably four or five stuck in his face. So you hear a lot about, and you talked about some of it with leaving it in the sun or whatever. What kind of modifications do you do? Do you do you trim the legs? You bend the hooks out? You do any of that stuff? I used to, uh, and you know, I thought it helped, but I, now I really don't. I just soften the plastic, and if if I'm fishing. I don't know if a lot of people that notice it on Gunnersville, there's a lot of algae in some of the shallow stuff. So that's the stuff will foul up your hooks, where if you're in just millful or um, topped out hydrilla, something like that, I, you don't mess with them. But that algae, you know, sometimes I'll bend my hooks in. I know I'm going down really? on the hookup. I'm going down on the hookup. But if I don't have to clean my frog every time it comes in, I'm getting more casts back out. So um, it's kind of a trade-off. I'm gonna cast a hundred more times today, but I might lose two more fish. So it just, but if I didn't make those hundred casts, I might not have missed the two fish anyway. So true, true. This is frog science. It's a good one, Jeff. It's yeah, this one. is a good one. I'm gonna edit this out. Make this a a clip. It's good stuff. We don't have much frog fishing here in the Ozarks, Randall. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all don't have them deep, clear water frog fish just no. sitting in there 60 feet waiting on something to run across the top of them. Yeah, we probably and could I, throw, I, probably throw in sawdust mats and stuff right now because it's flooded right now, but other than that, no. Oh, okay. I just throw three, I mean, just three colors and spawn. I throw some kind of brim colored orange something. Rest of the summer, I throw a black one. Sun's out. Obviously, probably about better when the sun's out, and then that black gives off more of a shadow. They can't see what color it is, but the black casts more of a shadow into the water than a lighter color. So That's still- the funniest part to me is how much people completely overthink the color of frog. Like yeah. this shit is running across a grass mat <laughs> over their head. You think that fish in that that half a second it has to react has identified how much orange is on the belly of that frog? Are you crazy? Hey. I mean, people get tore up on it, man. They're like, uh, if I had that one with that extra blue on its back, how yeah. the hell was that fish <laughs> seeing? It ain't got a drone. How did it know that there was blue on that frog? All those back? colors are for fishermen. That ain't oh, for yeah. the fish. That, that's just it. And I got a whole box of them, a wall of them of every color, and I still throw orange in the orange in the spring, black in the summer, white in the fall. There There's go. something comforting all, about open. You know, it's comfortable to open your box and see all them colors, whether it's crankbaits, yeah, frogs, have whatever. Options because you feel yeah. like you're going to use them, but you're not. Yeah, Never. it's like having 15 rods behind you. You're only going to use one or two, but you feel comfortable that they're back there. Yeah, because if you don't have it, then you end up needing it. Yeah, yeah. I wish face- I ran a GoPro back in the day because I took Steve-O for his first frog fishing trip. We went we went down to Crow Creek, and it was in the evening slash night. And I told him, I was like, Steve, when, it, when they hit that, and they were chewing. I was like, when they hit that frog, man, I was like, count to three and set the hook. But I'm that, <laughs> that fish hadn't even smelt a foot of that frog, and he already <laughs> – yeah. He had already snatched the frog goes flying by his head past me. And I was like, what in the hell? He did that for another two hours. And finally, <laughs> finally counted one down and set the hook on it. And he's like, boy, that was tough. And I was like, God, you you have missed 110 inches of freaking fish right yeah. here. It was yeah. been hilarious. trying to get Steve to come down and come frog fish. He just t- tells me how much he hates it. <laughs> I want you, if, if he does, I don't even want to fish. I want to record you two fishing because I want to watch Steve snatch that frog out of them big fishes. We need to get together because the next three months will be. Let's check my schedule. Yeah, Yeah. we can get down there probably in the next three months, I'd say. Uh, Randall, I don't know if you saw Bubba's comment. He said he's calling the IRS and reporting your winnings, I guess, for telling that story. Telling that story about your rod there. (laughs) They're going to tell another story of him cussing and all the other fish. Hey, I know I hate it for him, but he. He left 96, 97 inches out there on Saturday. Really? Bubba, Ooh. Bubba, Bubba. 
Is he throwing the same uh, heat-treated frogs as you? Same, same setup. Just and, I, you're, and just, you're just that through. much. You're just that much better than him. Is that what it? Is that it what just, it comes down to? He had his shoes on. He wears socks and tacos. <laughs> No, shut yeah, up. I've been trying to tell him for years to stop, but he just keeps Socks. Are you being serious right now? Bubba, but, come on, man. I don't even know you. Come on. No, 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 no. I'll send no, you a no, picture. No. I'll change the group page. I'll send you a picture of it. All right. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my <laughs> wow. gosh. That's, that's wild. But um, talking about your hook set, though, real quick, um, when, you know, counting and all that, if that if you miss a frog uh, bite and that frog don't come flying by your head, you're not setting the hook hard enough. I see a lot of people get blow ups and they want to jig, you know, lean into it like Randall Tharp, you know, don't want to slack line. But I mean, you got to set them. No, you got to cross their eyes on the frog for you sure. Want, if you miss, you want to hear that frog coming back by you. That's the truth. That's like how hard it. you got to set it on them and that stuff. Like, hey, Ryan, I got this picture that you sent me. Uh, I, I saw it here about mid, mid show. I'm gonna throw it on the screen. You said show this about the the Gunnersville event. Randall, I'll let you comment on this. Look at oh, that. That oh. you know whose that is. Oh, poor feller. No I ID. Tried, I called him the next day. We we missed each other, but I felt terrible. Like I just I didn't make the knack away, and obviously I went to the other one. But when they told me about that, I could not believe he forgot to put his identifier in that. Oh. What a freaking! I mean, that's gun that that fish. That's Gunnersville. Like it is, it is just, just monsters, you know. But uh, that uh, that's that's a that's a tough one. That's a heartbreaker. Like, it, I mean, Jim, when they told me that, like, I, you could feel it. Like, man, I could not imagine. Now he still has a story of catching an absolute. Oh yeah, giant. Yeah, you know, that's but he did leave a couple. Of, three four hundred dollars in big fish out there because he didn't put his hand on it but monster monster i told him if when i talked to him if that was a uh, pre-spawn fish that might go double digit oh yeah no that's, that's i mean a that's a probably an eight pound fish right there i'd, I'd put, put a couple dollars on that yeah for sure <laughs> for sure that sucker that sucker's thick even if it's post-spawn you know what no, I mean? that's, that's, yeah, a, that's, that's a thick fish so yeah. needless to say, Gunnersville's fishing great. A lot of you know, Gunnersville kind of hit a slump there a few years ago. It was getting a ton of big boat pressure, and it still gets big boat pressure, but it kind of hit a slump. They were spraying a lot of grass, the lake kind of suffered. It's back. Gunnersville's back. Write it down, tattoo it on your forearm somewhere. It is back, it's wide open, and and I Gunnersville will fish great, you know, for the rest of this season. As long as TVA doesn't get out there and spray the grass for Whatever they say, boat owners, boat dock people, don't be. They don't have to spray the main channel flats and these backwaters and stuff. Just leave that stuff alone. That grass grows big fish. If you want to kill a lake's fishing, spray the grass. That's an easy way Wheeler. to do it. Look at Wheeler. Look at Ufala. We just yeah. we just that's went good. there and experienced that. Chickamauga. I mean, Nickajack is what it is. There ain't much water there. You can have Gunners, that. One. Gunnersville, Wheeler, just being what I call the butthole of the TVA chain. They killed all the grass because of the intakes from the plants on the river. The intakes pulling the water in was pulling in grass, which was killing revenue. So they killed all the grass, and Wheeler went away. I mean, but that's what they don't want to tell you. That's what TVA does not want to say. They want to say it's for homeowners and and pleasure boaters and all this shit. That's like, I just tell the truth about it. Come on. If you look, I think it was two thousand. 11, 12, and when Takahiro won on Wheeler, throwing a topwater, catching five pounders every cast, like that was the old Wheeler. Now it's just garbage. <laughs> I mean, when's the last national event you've seen on Wheeler? I fished one Boats. about Boats? four or five years ago, and it was, it was, they were having the Forest Wood, it was the Forest Wood Cup when it was down there on Wheeler because Shane and John Cox fished like right on top of each other. Um, yeah, John Cox ran all up in the Kateko Creek as far as he could go. He, I wouldn't even call that Wheeler. He was in three counties. That's where Shane was. They were literally in a 20-yard wide creek, and he's like, dude, John Cox is right next to me. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wreck his fish. Woo! <laughs> he did. Take he that, did. sucker. Frog fishing. Uh-huh. Yep. Insane. I love it. Good, good show. Good job, Randall. As always on Gunnersville. Um, sorry, I couldn't give you a better run on this one. I'll be back. I appreciate I, it. 
I ain't gonna I ain't gonna quit. I'll be back. I'll be back. I'll I'll try to make up for it on Chickamauga. I'm gonna put in I'm sure you uh, would. I'm gonna put in a little bit of effort on this one. I'm gonna get up on time. I'm gonna iron my socks to put on with my crocs. I'm gonna be looking fresh out there at the boat ramp. Keep your eyes peeled. I appreciate y'all having me. Yeah, anybody that's going to be in town for Chickamauga, we'll talk about this again Monday. I want to go ahead and put it out here now. We're going to try to do some kind of meetup in uh, in Dayton. We'll drop a location on that, try to get everybody together and hang out and shake some hands. There we go. Great show, man. And uh, Chris has been in the waiting room taking notes for Chickamauga and Gunnersville, so we appreciate Uh-oh. Chris coming on, sharing his story tonight. And Randall, appreciate you, man. I learned a little sure. bit about frog fishing tonight, man, so I appreciate it. That's a good one. All right, y'all. We gone. See you, boys. Oh, hey, wait, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. Winner, the winner of the the giveaway. Time out. Of course. Jordan, hey, Jordan, don't let Jordan, Bubba Comfort. Every raffle, please do not let Bubba Jones win this raffle. He did not. Jordan Comfort, you're the winner. Thank you. All right. Get, get with me after the after the show, uh, and we'll, I'll get you the details. So there you go, Jordan Comfort. With that said, we gone. See y'all. See y'all. <laughs>